Welcome to The Numbers Game. I'm Jason and I'm here with Nick and Marty. How are we going today, guys? Going well, thanks, Jace. Uh, looking forward to today, a bit of AI. Oh, love a bit of AI. When you get to my age anywhere, you can find an efficiency. It, uh, it certainly helps. So I'm uh, juiced up, ready to go, mate. How are you, Nick? Yeah, going well. Going well. Um, yeah, looking forward to this, actually. We can talk about robots or what are we actually talking about? Mate, just all sorts of all sorts of productivity hacks and exciting things that's happening in the world of AI. It just happened so fast that I thought with my early year prediction that, that 2023 was going to be the year of AI kind of taking over. It's now eight months in and however many new episodes we've done and maybe it hasn't gone as fast as I thought, but I thought also I wanted to share with you guys a bit of a live chat of what have you guys been up to? Have you tried it? What's going on? And then I want to share some some really neat little things that we can all implement that are going to help us be more productive and get more done. Um, but yeah, a bit of a bit of reminder to people that it's there, it's out there, it's in the background. A lot of it's free. Um, so I think there's not enough people using it. So the message that's going to be coming through is here's some really cool, neat things that you can use. And um, the other prediction was that the Bombers were going to make the finals and maybe win one of their first finals in like six and a half thousand days or something. But Marty, um, I don't know about you, but after the last couple of weeks, uh, I'm probably going to just chalk that up to not actually going to happen. Thoughts? But- Let's call it we're shit, and um, <laughs> and that's just that's just where it's at. We won by one yeah. point, which is better than losing by a point to the bottom side. And and what I'm hoping for, Jace, is that you're going to uh, send some AI apps to the Essendon Footy Club, so to bring me some joy after 23 mm-hmm. years of going through this. So if they can incorporate AI, mate, I will uh, I'll personally deliver it because I want to win. Well, yeah, I won't go into much detail, but there is actually like a way to craft training plans. And I think some of the stuff that's with the boys falling away is that the training plan wasn't quite right. And we maybe we need to turn over the training department and just get AI to run the whole bloody thing. So um, you're, uh, guys, you're off your you're off your footy team and you're off Brad Scott just like that after. No, no, after I like Brad Scott. Losses. Yeah, look, I'm, I'm I like Brad like Scott. Anyway. I think yeah. uh, uh, I think he's I'll also throw the whole break. training crew out. Yeah, he's going to back me up and fire the whole training department. So he's got he's you know, got to round ten next year, and then I'm off the wagon. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're going to write this down. Round ten next year, we'll revisit what Marty just said. Uh, before we deep dive into the topic, just want to say that this episode is brought to you by Future Advisory. Since we're talking all things future and AI, um, although Future Advisory, they're there for your tax, your advisory, your accounting, and make sure all your stuff with the ATO is compliant. And if anyone's using AI, it's also the ATO, so watch out. We can touch on that too. Uh, futureadvisory.com.au to learn more. So just um, getting into it, guys, to, to warm up to it, I'd like to start by asking each of you, maybe I'll start with you, Nick, what, what is your current experience with AI? How are you using it? What have you done? What have you implemented? Or, or is it still? So from a personal level, not a great deal. Um, to be transparent, I've, I've played around with chat GPT a lot uh, in the early days. I actually don't have a massive use for it, to be honest. I, um a lot of what I do is on the phones, talking to people, um, strategy and whatnot. So, you know, I'm not, I'm not putting content together. I'm not writing long-winded emails. Um, in saying that, though, I have used it a few times to do a couple of things and I thought it was absolutely brilliant. Um, so that was something that I needed to do a lot. Um, I would definitely be going to chat GPT. Uh, from a business point of view, very much in the early stages, um, you know, if you look at, 
uh, where AI is uh, really prevalent at the moment. They're talking about you know, marketing and putting content together. We outsource a lot of that. So I'm sure whoever we're outsourcing to is using it and hopefully um, their fees start to come down because they're more efficient. Um, but I guess it will definitely be something that we um, that we it'll 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 quickly become part of our industry. Um, it's already been used um, for decision making. Um, you know, if we look at home loans, you know, how is who's making a decision as to whether or not uh, someone has the ability to get credit? Um, that's already been used in, in in that aspect, and we are the benefactors of that. We're using programs that use AI. Um, on the the wealth side, we haven't seen it a lot yet, but we're looking at ways that we can, um, you know, assess people's goals, needs, and objectives using AI based on, um, based on, um, you know, their demographic, uh, whether they've got kids, assets, liabilities, these sorts of things. Yeah. And then I guess the big step for us will be around analysing our data. So, yeah, you know, we've got uh, a big client base. Um, so building a data lake, um, understanding how that data transacts uh, or how, those, how our clients transact, um, having a data scientist. So that's, all, that's all, all AI driven. So that's probably the biggest project in our business um, for this vineyard actually, the data lake um, and getting, a, getting, across, uh, getting across that data. Um, but we're super excited um, from, um, by AI and we can't wait for more to come our way and for us unfortunately a lot of that will be dictated by external parties you know banks and insurers and um and different program providers but for us we feel that it will take away a lot of the work that we don't enjoy doing and and a lot of the work that isn't a value add for our clients so a mortgage application is a great example you know 10 percent of uh, of what we do is is the real value add for the client, and that is advice around purchasing and advice around getting finance. Ninety percent of what we do is getting the information into a system, getting that to a bank, then the bank assessing the information. Um, so yeah, we can't wait. We think we'll be able to do more uh, more volume um, with the same amount of staff uh, using AI. Um, so we don't see it as a threat at all. We actually see it as something that's going to really catapult not just our business to our but our entire industry or industries to another level love it and i think that's that's a perfect way you've wrapped it up at the end to see it as an opportunity which is uh part of part of what i was hoping to angle this towards definitely yeah and i'll I'll just say i think unfortunately at the moment whether you're listening to um tv or watching uh watching things on youtube or whatever there's so much negativity around ai and it's all based around Robots are taking over because of Marty's mate Elon keeps uh, keeps pushing this. Robots are taking over. Everyone's going to lose their jobs. Um, there's not much positive media out there at the moment for whatever reason, which I find really interesting. I, I'm only hearing negative stuff about it um, and almost people being scared of AI. So, of course, it's got its it's yeah it's got its complexities, and I think there's a long way to go, particularly with things like Chat GPT. Um, compliance wise and you know who's actually managing that information and who's controlling what goes into that uh, that system so there's a, I think there's a lot to be thought through uh, before it becomes a real part of what we do but I think there's so much negativity out there at the moment that you know, it's kind of people are running scared but you've you know I'm glad you brought this up because you've got to look at ways that you can help it benefit you because 
other people are doing it um, and doing it in a big way. Big time. Marty, any, yeah. any uh, experience? Well, I'm just happy that I can um, check my emails on the phone, mate. So that's, uh, yeah, <laughs> which is, I think, amazing, really. That, that was a revolution in itself back in 2007, but we've just gone next level. Uh, I like it in regards to just the efficiency piece, particularly around content, like just optimizing your own social media posts. Um, I mean, I do a number of presentations. So just in regards to even putting content into chat GPT to work out how to best prep presentations, there's so much around education, but also in execution of your own initial workings as well, uh, which I really like. Um, like I said, I'm, I'm pretty early into it, but I also mm. know that you know the um, if you don't go with it, it'll go without you and you won't be standing still. You'll be going backwards pretty quickly. So to me, I think it's going to revolutionize in its own time industries. And I think that's why people are scared. But like Nick said, in a very positive way, um, we're human beings that love to engage you know, our own capabilities with trust. And that enables us to do that as advisors and create exceptional efficiencies around all different uh, areas of business. And I think uh, like I'm excited to see what business will look like in 12 months, uh, let alone five years time. And it's going to be like, I think about even, you know, think about kids at school, apart from the social connection, like you go, there's so much that can be done now through AI learning and, you know, people can get so much information quickly in their own learning styles. And that's what I really love. You can actually create your own learning avatars and get feedback directly to how you best learn. So that can be across school, work. Um, yeah, so I'm, I'm I'm fascinated by it. But it is still early stages and you'll probably have more specifics, Jace, in regards to uh, what you're using because you're, you know, front of the wave as per usual, my friend. But um, And that's what I'm excited to hear about because sometimes there might be an application app that you go, oh, wow, that takes out a real pain point. And I think yeah. that's the discovery. I'm still working on chat GPT, right? Um, but I know you can project manage lots of things through, you know, actual virtual avatars now that can do work for you and bring things together. So yeah, lots of cool things. Jace, what do you got? Very good, Marty. Look, I, I love it. And that's the point of this is that it is early days and, and all I'm kind of the message I'm trying to get out there. I'm, I'm fortunate that I'm on the CPA public practice committee. So I get to go around and talk to a lot of accounting firms. I'm on Zero's partner advisory council. So I go and sit at Zero's head office um, quite often and work with the senior leadership team of Zero to talk about technology that's going to influence and change, you know, the accounting industry and small business. Um, so part of this is like, just getting people to, to be comfortable to start to experience things and start to experiment. And because a lot of this tech is free, it's more about, you know, where to start, you know, what is the appropriate way to start? So I just wanted to kind of recap on some of the basics that people may have heard about and then provide some real life examples of, of how you can actually use it. So the basic ones, uh, chat GPT and Google Bard. Um, most of us would have seen it in the media, heard about it in business, conversations at the barbecues, although it's winter in Melbourne at the moment, so there's not too many barbecue conversations going on. So chat GPT and Google Bard are probably the main ones and you can get on a Microsoft Bing um, if anyone uses that, maybe like 3% of the body populations probably using Microsoft Bing. Um, but ultimately, like it's the ability to get in, start prompting, start asking questions, start learning. Now, you know, the one thing that I will say about Google Bard and ChatGPT is 
the better quality question you ask and the better quality instructions you give will be the better quality answer you get back. You know, it's kind of like that saying, you know, shit in, shit out kind of thing, you know? So what what I mean by that is if you're going to ask ChatGPT a question um, about, let's say, claiming something on your tax return, can I claim this on my tax return? Now you got to remember that ChatGPT and Google Bard is a worldwide resource of knowledge. If you're not specific about what country you live in, what state you live in, what you do for a job, you are going to get a weird answer of what deductions you can claim on your tax return. Um, again, I'm not saying I recommend everyone goes to Google um, ChatGPT to ask deductions on tax return, but it's all about the information you put in. So, you know, the example there might be writing a business plan. If you're, you know, in business and you haven't revisited your business plan and you want to know what it should include, rather than asking ChatGPT what goes in a business plan, it's expanding and saying, um, I'm an accountant in Melbourne. I have a team of 28 and I need to do a new business plan. We specialize in zero accounting software and we love working with trades, construction and professional services. Please help me write a business plan. And all of a sudden, because you've put in more information and more knowledge in, the quality of that business plan or, or draft copy that it spits back out is going to be epic. Taking it back to even more basic stuff might be how to word an email that you're unsure how to reply to. You can copy and paste in an email without putting in somebody's sensitive data and ask, please help me reply to this email. I'm a mortgage broker and this person's asked me, you know, if they're going to be able to afford to buy their first house and it might be able to draft a response to a particular email. And again, it's fast tracking you to get to a certain point. Um, so talking about those kind of things, the the progression there beyond starting to experiment with that, I mean, I've got all sorts of examples like Excel. You know, I'm not an Excel expert. I mean, I know as an accountant, we're expected to know how to use Excel, but there's always like neat little tricks you can do in Excel that you're not quite sure how to do. The other day I wanted to make, if a, if a number was positive, I wanted it to turn green. And if a number was negative, I wanted it to turn red. I, I had no idea how to even really ask that question. So in ChatGPT, I've also broken down conversations into separate categories. So if I've got one that knows it's doing tax accounting assistance, I won't go there and ask for Excel tips. I've got a separate chat category for Excel tips, which will just be about Excel. So that way I'm not confusing the, the chat GPT, um, the, you know, the conversation that's already been happening in the past. It's very important hot tip to go, don't use one chat to have multiple conversations about multiple different things. Open up different chats and keep the category. So one I've got for like business podcast ideas where I'll go and talk to it about the numbers game podcast and it knows that Nick and Marty exist. And if I ask it to write a script, it's actually been taught that Nick says certain or Marty always says, let's play and game over. And if I ask it to write a script, it actually includes Marty saying game over at the end of every script that I ask it to help write. So, but this is all because I've kept it in each conversation. So anyway, I asked for that neat Excel tip. Hey, I want to make some numbers green if they're positive, some numbers red if they're negative. And literally just spat out six step instructions. Click here, click here, do this, done. And all of a sudden I felt like an Excel genius, like learning this new skill that, you know, I didn't know before. Um, plenty of examples like that is, is kind of, and you can start with anything. And the point of this is get in there and get started. So it's chat GPT, Google Bard. My other disclaimer that I wanted to say is it gets it wrong. 
so this, I'm not saying go there and trust everything it says. You need to have your own knowledge. You need to be able to get someone to fact check things with you. If you're unsure and you're going to use this for business, build a policy around it. So we, you know, at Future Advisory, we had a bit of a policy that says, you know, you don't put in sensitive data don't send something out to a client without checking something else. And realistically, we're in the testing and experimenting phases and it's not being used for complicated tax advice and those kind of things. Um, but for example, somebody was writing off a bad debt in zero the other day. And now I know exactly how to do it and the steps to follow, but rather than me or one of my team spending five minutes drafting an email on how to write off a bad debt in zero, I just went to chat and said, write the steps on removing or writing off a bad debt in zero. Bang, 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 bang. Beautiful steps drafted and written in chat GPT, copy and paste into the email. So these are examples of how you can get started. And you know, it's more creating the mindset where you start to think about what things could I use AI to assist me with in my day to day. The other example I'll use there is now in chat GPT, you've got plugins. You can plug, you can add a plugin, which I last night added, I've got it here as an example. I added uh, Expedia and Kayak, which is to help with travel planning. Um, I told ChatGPT that I'm going to Sydney on the 20th of August to see the FIFA Women's World Cup and I need flights and accommodation. So ChatGPT connected through Expedia and through Kayak, found me recommended hotels to stay at based on the location and like easy travel to the game and then recommended which flights and which times would get me there in time for the game because I said I wanted to maximize my time in Melbourne for that morning. Um, so again, like this, this eliminated me going to several different websites, trying to find which hotel to stay at, trying to see which flight to book and it's all here ready to go. So there's so much you can do. And obviously I'm well into the depths of this uh, with, with what I've got going on, but that, and this is just the beginning. The fact that ChatGPT can plan my travel arrangements, find me flights and find me accommodation and, and hotels. The scary part is what I'm actually going to go into next. But yeah, so actually before I kind of keep deep diving, boys, what, what are your kind of thoughts of that at a high level of, you know, what, what I've kind of covered so far? I think it's great. I, I, the one thing I'm taking out of this is there is no limits. And what I mean by that is I'm thinking about this guy, okay, well, geez, I didn't think about the travel. Um, oh, I didn't think about that. So I think what what you're saying and how I'm taking this in is I should think about this every time I'm doing something. I should yep. go, okay, well, yep. how could chat GPT or could AI help me do that? So I'm thinking, geez, how'd you think about all this? But for me, every time I do something now, I'm going to think about, well, could I whack this into chat GPT? Um, I like your disclaimer around um Fact checking because that's that's always been my concern, particularly if you're making significant decisions. It's only as good as the information that's put in it by other people, and it's yep. feeding that information back to you. So, and I think this is where a lot of the negativity is coming from at the moment. Is you know what's what's the source of the data and is it correct? So, but yeah, I, my takeaway is you know don't put limitations on it. Just think about everything that you do in life, and you know I can see. I was just picturing you with a with an EA basically who's a robot almost and 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 then I thought about Siri and I was like well Siri kind of does that now so I can just see you with a robot saying sort my flights out I'm going here I need to maximize my time and the robot says yes Jason and goes and does it so yeah it's cool yeah yeah and and for me for me Jace it's um what what really stands out and similar to Nick I go you know. Every question that I have, 
the the hardest thing if you don't know someone is getting a starting point and a foundation yep. to the answer of that question. So I go, this now becomes a very, very useful tool to give me that starting point and a foundation piece that I could then build upon and then do the specifics to make sure the fact checking, like you say, is is there. And I go, that's pretty incredible. It doesn't matter if you go, I want to start a YouTube channel, you know, and, and put the right detail specifics in to get the right answers, like you say, James. But there's not yep. a question now that I can't ask without getting a really great foundation piece and some directionalization and content to then execute on that in a in a quicker manner than what would have been in the past. And that's what yep. that's what excites me because then I'm open to asking more questions. And that's where that efficiency compounds. So I really like that. Yeah. And look, it really is. I think of it like a personal assistant, Nick, at the moment. Like what are some things from a personal assistant point of view that it can do just to just to take some of the, or I guess reserve some brain power for the other things that I really need to be focused on and, and paying mm. attention to. And even with a personal assistant or an EA, if you are in business and you have a personal assistant who does help you, um, I've tried to encourage, um, you know, if there's an email that comes in from a client saying, a client saying like, oh, what's, what's FBT? Why do I have to pay FBT? Rather than that email being left for me to do, my PA is able to put into ChatGPT, what is FBT and how can I explain it simply to a customer? And ChatGPT writes a beautiful little blurb about what FBT is and why it's important to lodge your tax return correctly. It then gets shown to me and say, is this acceptable to send to the client explaining them what FBT is and why they need to pay it? And I can just quickly tweak a few little words and bang out the door it goes. So great little examples there. And now beyond that, this is where it does get exciting and, and some real tangible things you can do. So in the day and age of Teams meetings and Zoom meetings, when you are meeting with a client and you know, you're going to have actions that come out of it, you're going to have notes that you'd usually take. Let's say you're one of those people that sits there with a pen and paper or they're typing notes in the middle of the meeting. You know, you're trying to record everything that's going on. Um, two fantastic virtual assistants that you can add to a Teams or Google Meet or Teams Zoom meeting. It's called fireflies.ai or otter.ai. Now, um, you can start off with free accounts and they do the basics, but you can also upgrade and subscribe. But effectively with Fireflies or one of those, if we, if we were in a Teams meeting right now or a Zoom meeting and we were talking about, you know, everything we need to do for the next quarter, what are the actions and steps we need to take? Who's going to be responsible? Marty, I think you should do that. And Nick, you should research that. Let's come back in two weeks and reconvene. At the end of our meeting, Fireflies, our virtual assistant, meeting assistant, would have transcribed the meeting, summarized the key points, analyzed the voice conversation to say, did was there actions and requirements and things that someone was going to have to do afterwards? And it would circulate that to the meeting attendees afterwards with a summary of who was responsible for the key actions from the meeting. Now I go, so many times I'll, I'll go from a Zoom to Zoom or meeting to meeting and think, oh, yeah, I'll summarize that later and send out the action points. And hours or days can go by and I go, shit, I've got to go back and summarize that meeting and let Nick know what his actions were for the meeting, you know, because he I told him I'd send it, so he's waiting on me. That, that as a business owner, if you're doing a lot of Teams meetings or Zoom meetings and somebody's responsible for taking notes and circulating actions – that's a quick win that you can implement straight away. Fireflies.ai or otter.ai. Bang. That's Simple brilliant. One. That's brilliant. Mm. Seen it? Seen it in action? Thought about it? I, I haven't seen it. Oh, I'm just thinking um, application-wise, like, you know, our mortgage brokers uh, have, you know, meetings that would 
need a lot of tasks uh, done post the meeting and so do our financial planners. Um, and as, as you rightfully pointed out, a lot of it's done on, on Zoom now. So, yeah, I think I'll send that around to, to our guys and say, look, have a look at this. My one um, warning always comes with warnings when you learn from experimenting and playing with these things. You can help people avoid the pitfalls. Um, if you have it and it's installed on your system, let's say we've got a, I've got a meeting at 4 p.m. and let's say it's on Teams or Zoom and I've added Fireflies to my account, it will rock up to the meeting on time and join the meeting on time. So if you're running late, you need to know that your client's going to potentially join that meeting and sit there with an AI virtual assistant that it has no idea what that that thing is there in the meeting. So I just share that as a bit of a bit of a disclaimer there too, that if you run late to meetings, just know that it's going to be there before you get there. Another question. Have you had any um, pushback from clients based on personal data? Or, you know, what is shared on that meeting? Obviously, once it's gone, because this is the thing with AI, once, once it's gone into a system that's not yours, you, they own it. They own that information. So has that come up as a concern? At the moment, it's been used for more internal internal actions for meetings of training data, who's going to do what, who's responsible. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it took definitely consideration. And again, another great disclaimer or, or action point for anyone and everyone getting into AI is to be comfortable with the security measures mm. and cyber, cyber risks involved and try and avoid any personal information being included. So, um, but definitely wonder of you from Fireflies or Otter's um, terms and conditions and, and policy procedures and whatnot. So good one though to warn people on Nico. Uh, but yeah, definitely one that we're, it's hot on our radar to how do we roll it out more broadly rather than just the experimenting at the moment. But like anything, the experimenting up front, you learn the pitfalls, figure these yep. things out when it does come to personal data and whatnot. Beyond that, Nick, you talked about personal assistant before and and there's heaps. So I'll kind of touch on these ones and just leave it open for people to go and look at what they are interested in. Um, hyperwrite.ai, um, hyper, H-Y-P-E-R, write as in writing, like a handwriting. Now this one scares the crap out of me and I haven't used it too much, but I kind of turned it on and then it freaked me out. This one can actually control your browser. So if you're on Google Chrome, you add this as an extension. And if you had your emails open, you could say, organize my emails and draft responses the AI system will go into your emails and be able to open them on the screen in within the browser, read the email and respond a draft on your behalf before you've even looked at it. You could say, book me a flight to Sydney. It can go into Qantas. It can click all the buttons and get the flight to check out to then come back to you and say, flight's ready to book. Do you want me to book and proceed? And if you give it your credit card details, it will book your flight for you and you're not touching anything. You could be you could be going out for a run, Nick. You could be hit, having a round of golf and telling your AI assistant. You can even order a pizza and it will go to Domino's and order a pizza for you and pay for it and get it delivered to your address all without you touching anything. Right down to one of the other examples they use is if you're, let's say we're looking for a new senior accountant, I can tell that assistant to go to LinkedIn and find me some senior accountants who, sh who we should approach to offer jobs to based on a set of criteria. And this is all AI within a browser that is controlling like what you would have to do with your keyboard and mouse. It is live doing it on your behalf without you touching a thing. That's really interesting. So it's called an AI, AI agent or a personal assistant that controls the browser on your behalf. 
Um, yeah, that one scares me because now it's like it's the real stuff that's coming, like the of what AI's actually got the potential to do. Um, the other one beside that is is a, a business called Inflection AI, and they've created a thing called Pi. Pi. It's called uh, it's personal personal uh, personal intelligence. Pi. Now, I downloaded this last Thursday night. I was planning for a presentation in Sydney on Friday. And another one of the uh, people on the panel that I was uh, facilitating had talked about this 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 technology, and it's around being able to. You, you talked about Siri before, Nick, and it's basically like a really sophisticated version of Siri. Where, so I turned it on, put it on loudspeaker, and just started talking, and said, "Hey, you know, how you going? How's your day? Great, cool. Tell me a bit about yourself." I said a bit about myself. Mentioned I like running. It asked, "Well, why do you enjoy running?" I said, "Oh, well, you know, it makes me feel like this." Blah blah blah. Okay, well, what kind of pace do you run? And it went. We went into a conversation where it, it had quizzed me why I liked running, made me actually think about it, asked me my pace and times and what my goals were, and then about half an hour to an hour later, we'd gone down this rabbit hole, and I went, "Whoa, hang on a minute! I'm talking to an AI personal assistant, and I've just unpacked half an hour of my life of why I started running, what I get out of it, what I don't like about it. It's giving me tips on meals and nutrition that I should have before or after running." And then all of a sudden I was like, well, hang on a minute, hang on, let's focus. I actually downloaded you to help me plan a presentation tomorrow. I've got to be in Sydney at this time and my flight's at 6.30 a.m. What time should I leave for the airport from South Yarra at this time in the morning to get there for my flight on time? It then looked up travel time and data, told me what time I should leave if I'm driving, recommended that if I didn't want to pay for parking, I should catch a cab, you know. Or anyway, so Inflection AI, system called Pi, and it, it actually showed me like how far it's come because I, I also thought Siri was a turd. Like Siri's not great. Siri doesn't understand things properly. You ask Siri to do something and, you know, she'll say, oh, I don't really understand or, oh, I can't do that right now. This showed me that from a voice understanding, like I was, I was not talking slow. I was talking this speed. It picked up everything. We had a voice conversation, but then it also transcribed our entire conversation. Um, it says, you know, one of the reasons that they kind of say that it's there has got like a bunch of suggested things. It can be used as a journal. It can be used to vent. It can be used to practice a big conversation or practice a presentation, brainstorming ideas, planning for the future, motivation, tackling homework, career planning, all this stuff, all within one personal assistant on your phone. And this is just the early examples of what's going to be available for the next generation of workers, you know, students, um, people in the future. So, so Jace, are you saying you like PI more than Nick and I now? <laughs> well, you guys haven't. No, I like you guys. More. You didn't make me feel silly. You about know, I'm interested. Like, but this, not, this uh, is the thing. I'm sitting here going, how good would, how good is that even from like a mental health application too for people? needing to talk and feeling like you know there, there's there's no one to talk to and like just that could that could work really well on so many different levels uh, across business and life but i think uh yeah it's fascinating how much data though they're getting on that emo emotional intelligence from you in order to come up with solutions it feels a bit disconcerting I said here, hey, Pi, I'm a co-host of The Numbers Game and I'm planning to start my first episode of the season talking about a beginner's guide to using chat GPT. Can you help me with suggestions and topics? And it reeled off into, I won't go into the detail because I've kind of crafted everything I'm doing anyway, but I was sure, interested mate. in sure. I was interested in Pi's take on on 
it was a little yeah. bit too big for me. Like I wanted to kind of go past the beginner stuff and give real examples of tools that people can go and muck around with. Um, but you know that pie one, yeah, well, mind blowing. Well, Same I'm, thing, I'm, yeah, I'm interested. Yeah. You've gone to pie, and the first episode you've spoken about that you've led with is AI. I, I can't. I, <laughs> I think how much influence does pie have here, Jace? But yeah. uh, no, but it's it's yeah. it's a great it's a great topic, and I think um, yeah, I mean that's mind blowing when I hear you talk about that. I go, you know, I go to, you know, gym routines that you could, you mm-hmm. know, you could start to formulate yep. for yourself uh, based on what you want to accomplish and have discussions yep. around that. There's, there's so many, so many applications. I think it's just so broad at the moment that, you know, we need to get more specifics around things we actually want because we don't know what to go to. But at least you're, you know, you're exploring it at a level that's giving us some incredible insight, really. Spot on, Marty. Uh, I'm I'm meant to be following a particular training plan and eating plan, but I'd run out of a certain food, and I went, oh, I don't really know the macros of what that food was I'm meant to be eating. I said to Pi, my prescribed diet is you know 200 grams of chicken, you know 100 grams of rice, 100 grams of whatever. Can you break down the carbs, protein, fats, so that then I can match a meal for that? It broke it down for me based on the weight, and then gave me suggested meals that I could eat if I could get my hands on these suggested meals. I'm like, oh, great, cool. Now, yeah, so you're right about all of those things and, and the opportunity or the potential of what's there available. Um, given time, I'm going to re- probably add an AI episode deep into this season and see how far we've come in other things. Um, so just some hot tips for anyone else before I ramble on and I won't go into detail. If you need to create slides for a presentation for work, uni, school, gamma.ai, slides.ai. They're both two things. And all you do is you tell it what your presentation's about and some of the key points you want to cover. And in a matter of minutes, it'll have pictures, colors, you know, slides and notes that you can then go and do a presentation on. The other ones, um, interested for you guys to have a look at this one, Effie. It's an AI assistant mortgage broker management system. Yeah, cool. Interested. Um, And then one for you, Marty. And I'll be interested to come back later in the season and let us know how it went. Taplio, it's for LinkedIn efforts to expand your audience and your engagement and grow your personal brand. Uh, when I saw it, I thought, oh, Marty could get into this, I reckon. You know, his posts, his videos, it gives you statistics and data on the engagement, who's engaging with you and whatnot. So Taplio, um, Marty, I'd love you to get into that. I, I will get into that. And, and LinkedIn just today offered me an AI opportunity to relook at my profile and optimize it. So that was that there was today. Go. That was today. And it was it was better. Yeah, it was actually better. For anyone who goes, geez, Jace, you know a lot about AI. Where do you learn all this? Well, I'm glad you asked, Nick and Marty. Um I I get a lot of it from a newsletter called Big Brain. I've touched on it in an earlier season. So if you just Google Big Brain newsletter, um, another Instagram page to follow is called AI the Revolution. Um, this Instagram page just shares tips and tricks of things you can do every day. And a lot of it is around this. And depending on your industry, I'd urge you to stay up to date with your industry. Um, there's always talks, presentations, knowledge sharing, industry groups. And there's always like lots of really beneficial discussions going on within your different industry groups. So get around it, stay amongst it, share, experiment, um, and keep us. But look, I'd love to know as well if anyone else has any tips or tricks or tools that they've used, send it into the numbers game. We'd love to check 
check it out. Um, hope you've got something out of this episode. I know there was a lot there and I get quite excited about AI, but um, yeah, get out there and check it out. And Nick and Marty, thanks for joining. And until next time. Well, Jace, let me just say there was an outstanding rundown and I'm off to have a deep and meaningful with PI. So <laughs> just don't ring me for two hours. Uh, game <laughs> over. The curtains are drawn, even though they're peach curtains. So take care. Till next time.